it's like I've been planning all day to make this video and I was very excited about making this video and I'm still excited about making this video but then you receive a phone call from an insurance adjuster that just starts talking all this ridiculousness telling you about limits that you know do not apply big loss frustrated client who is just dying to move into her new home that she just purchased insurance for and the adjuster has the audacity to call me and tell me that oh well just letting you know about these limits that are on the policy and I said what does that have to do with this loss oh well I just wanted to let you know it's like what are you implying are you going to ask are you going to be putting these limits on this claim oh no no that's what we call the backstroke because I don't know what the heck she's thinking and it just sometimes for me it ruins my day it ruins my day sometimes but I guess we just got to keep on keeping on it's it's the nature of the job we got to do what we got to do and we got to defend our clients to the end What's up, advocates, and welcome back to another episode of the Commercial Claims Show. I am your host, Vince Perry, licensed and certified public adjuster in the state of Florida, California, and Texas. And I am here, I am here to help you educate you a little bit about, I don't know, public adjusting, insurance claims, and whatever else whatever the hell else I feel like talking about. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, you can find me on LinkedIn, and you can find me on Facebook, right here. Um, feel free to subscribe, please. Subscribe, because it is free. Subscribe, click on little bell so you see every time that we have a new video, because not only videos that we have, we also have podcasts. So whenever a new video comes up, you get a little bell that says, hey, new video from the Commercial Claims Advocate. Whenever a podcast comes up, we put it on YouTube. Hey, new video from the Commercial Claims Advocate podcast. Uh, we've also got free webinars that we do. We're gonna be doing those a little bit more often as well. And right now we're in the middle of a online one-on-one -on -one consultation that is like just seriously kicking butt. We're really excited. It's the first time we provide something of that. It's basically a step-by-step -step way of how I manage my claims and how I have grown my business over the years. Pretty good stuff. So far the reaction is good. Thank God, and we'll keep it going. Today, today, I wanna to talk about something that actually comes up pretty often, and I try to help people sort of figure out what they wanna do, and it's public adjuster versus independent adjuster, right? Actually, I should go public adjuster versus independent adjuster. So, they're two different things, right? But they're sort of a little bit similar. I'm gonna go through the pros and the cons of each of them. This is basically for those of you out there thinking about what you wanna do. Do you wanna become, you wanna become an adjuster, you know there's a lot of work and there's a lot of money in it because frankly there's, there's natural disasters all the time, there's storms all the time, there's water leaks all the time. Basically this is a job that is basically recession proof to be honest there's just always going to be losses you know we just went through this coronavirus thing which we're still going through but you know what i mean like where everything was shut down and all that you know it's an essential business because losses do occur insurance companies need to go out to investigate the claims so we need the public adjusters out there to gather the evidence we need the independent adjusters out there to go and take a look at the evidence and it's just an essential job that will really never go away because 
we're always gonna have to have insurance. I remember when I first started, I was concerned that maybe public adjusters wouldn't be around for a while because of the way we're treated, like I was talking about in the intro. But yeah, we're gonna be around all the time too because the people need an advocate. No matter what, they need an advocate. So, you know, um, it's, it's a great job. Either way, either one that you do, it's a great job, public adjuster or independent adjuster. Let me break down the difference real quick. So a public adjuster is basically, you only work for the client. You do not, you are hired by the client, by the policyholder, by the insured to represent them throughout the insurance claims process. The policyholder does not need to hire a public adjuster. They can take care of it themselves. There are plenty of books out there and I've even made some videos about how you as a policyholder, you could really benefit it, uh, uh, different things that you should do if you are handling the claim yourself. So a public adjuster is completely independent, completely independent from the insurance company. As a matter of fact, we are, as public adjusters, advocates for the policyholder and not for the insurance company whatsoever. So that's what a public adjuster is. There are, I should have said there's three kinds of adjusters. Public adjuster is one of them. The other kind of adjuster is a company adjuster. Company adjuster is also known as a desk adjuster. And these are the people that basically work in the cubicles, in the headquarters, in the claims departments of the insurance companies. So for example, I was a company adjuster when I first started. I was a company adjuster for State Farm Insurance. I was an auto claims adjuster. So basically, if you got in an accident, you would call State Farm, somebody would take all the information down, and it would pop up in my queue eventually of new claim here, you need to contact the insured, get the facts of the laws, do this, 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 and that. And then basically I'd be the adjuster, at least handling that part of the claim. Um, I didn't have claim ownership, but that's fine, whatever. My job as, a, as, a, as, the, as the desk adjuster was to really gather the facts of the laws, investigate the laws, and uh, investigate all the documentation, and make a coverage determination. That's basically what a company adjuster does, desk adjuster. The independent adjuster is also known as a field adjuster. In the homeowner's claims world, the independent adjuster is the eyes and ears of the insurance claim. So the desk adjuster receives the claim, usually, and assigns a independent adjuster or field adjuster to go out and inspect the damages, inspect the loss, put an estimate together, gather documentation, and take photos. He puts a report or she puts a report together, sends it back to the desk adjuster, and the desk adjuster, once again, is the one that makes the coverage determination more often than not. So why am I not talking about public adjuster versus company adjuster or public or, or independent adjuster versus company adjuster? Because frankly, I'm sorry if you're a company adjuster that, that is watching this video, but I'm not sorry because I want to tell you the truth. I don't think that's a great job. I don't think it's, it's the best job in the world. I think if you have options, and you do, as an adjuster, you've got three options. I believe that of the three options, company adjuster is your worst option. Why? You're working, you're working like serious office hours. You're working nine to five hours. You're working in a cubicle under fluorescent lights. You're working, uh, you've got, it's a typical two weeks vacation. They, you're just working, you have to take lunch breaks inside of the break room. You take breaks. I did it, I did it. It was rough, it was rough. You never left the, you never left the, uh, you never left the, the office. So for me personally, it's not a job that I would prefer. And for me personally, it's not a job that I would prefer for you or anybody watching this video. So that's just my opinion. If you disagree with it, I'm not saying that it's not, it's bad. Anybody who is a company adjuster, you need to do what you have to do. But I will say of the three, it's just not, a, it's not near the top. So we're going to go with the, what I think is the top two, because I think that an independent adjuster is a damn good job as well. So we're going to go through the pros and the cons of each. I think I'm going to start with, 
I'm gonna start with independent adjuster, okay? We're gonna go through the pros and the cons. So I don't know what minute this is. Uh, you could fast forward to the public adjuster pros and cons if you would like once I figure out how long this is gonna be. Uh, but for now, I'm gonna talk about the independent adjuster pros and cons. And the way I think I'm gonna do it is I'm gonna go with the pro and I'm gonna give the con to the pro right after I give it. So are we ready? Let's do this. We're gonna go independent adjuster independent adjuster pros over here, independent adjuster cons over here. Okay, so pro, consistent work, right? You're gonna get consistent work no matter what. Once you become an independent adjuster, and I'm not talking about the license stuff and all that stuff, guys. This is assuming you already know that. This is just, you're researching a little bit, not how to get your license, but this is you, assuming you've already got the license or you're thinking about getting it and you already know how to get there. The benefit of being a, of an independent adjuster is basically you're getting consistent work. And what does that mean? You're working usually for an independent firm or you have your own independent firm. You've, you've, uh, you've got some, not deals, but you've got some, some contracts with different insurance companies. And the insurance companies, because there's so many claims, you're basically getting claims on a daily basis that you have to go and you have to inspect. So I meet a lot of the same independent adjusters out there. Very, very nice guys. I mean, it's great because you go and you work and you're in a t-shirt and shorts sometimes or a t-shirt and jeans or whatever, not nothing too fancy, and they go out on their own time, right? So an independent adjuster receives the assignments that they need to go to, that they need to inspect, basically the same process every time, like I said, photos, documentation, and estimate, and they schedule it on their own time. Along with scheduling it, they have to they have to put their report together, send it back to the insurance company. From what I've heard, it's a day to inspect the loss, that one appointment, and then it's a couple of hours uh, back home, putting the estimate together, gathering everything, and kicking it out to the insurance adjuster, to the company adjuster. So, but it's consistent, right? Because once you once you work for an independent company, that's the, that those claims are coming in every single day, and a lot of these guys are going out to a minimum of three and a maximum of six per day. And it's it could be a lot of work, but you know at least it's consistent. You know you're getting it in. The con to that is it could be overwhelming, right? I was just talking to an independent adjuster the other day. He's like backed up and he's like going crazy because he's literally uh, scheduling almost five or six every single day. That's a lot of drive time. You need to have an open day so that you could put all those reports together, which takes a lot of time. And I know that I've heard it can be very very overwhelming. Where on the weekends you're having to put reports together because you're going out to inspect the losses during the week. But at the end of the day, the independent adjusters, correct me if I'm wrong, they do not get paid a salary. They're getting paid based on all of their claims. So, of course, you're trying to hit as many as you can, but it can be overwhelming. So, you know, it's consistent, but it can be overwhelming. So beware with that. But if you're looking for something that you're going to be getting some money and you're going to have consistent work, that's the way to go. You have a consistent income too, right? Once that month, that those jobs are coming in consistently, which is all the time from pretty much when you start, um, you're getting paid for every single file. From my understanding, most companies pay for the larger you write, the more you get. So, you know, when you get a big loss, you know you're going to calculate a certain amount of hours. You're going to get some decent money for that. But even the small ones, you're going to get some decent money too, and it's consistent because if you're doing three to five a day, you're making that money for three to five of those claims per day. So, it's pretty good. Consistent income is always nice. It can be somewhat limited though, right? So the con to that is that you could only do so many claims at once, right? You could only do five per day. And let me tell you, five a day is a lot because you talk about, even if you schedule your first one at 8 a.m., I could go through this, but it's, let's say, 32 minutes to an hour to get there. You're going to be there for an hour, 30 minutes to an hour to get to your next one. So that's three hours right there, uh, three 
for one and then six, nine, that's nine hours just for three. Maybe you break it down a little bit more. So it's hard to get more than three, but sometimes it's six. Anyway, um, what was I saying? Oh, so it can be somewhat limited. So you could only do so many claims per day. You could only do so many claims per week and you're still getting that, name, that same rate or whatever. You could only make so much, right? So that's, I guess, the downside to, to the consistent income. You could only make so much. Another pro is you also have an opportunity for catastrophe work, right? So like when there's a catastrophe anywhere in the country, usually as an independent adjuster, you can get sent out by your independent adjusting firm to go out and do different cat work. Or you can get like a temporary license and you can go out there because as a public adjuster, I'm going to get to the pros and cons, but for me to go to another state, I need to have another license. And let's face it, I need to know people and meet some people there who are going to actually refer me. As an independent adjuster, if your firm, if you can get a temporary license, your firm can send you out to Texas or to Miami or to wherever there's a catastrophe and those assignments are already coming in from the insurance company. So the work is coming in already. So it's pretty nice. The, there is a con. Uh, okay, so there's no con to the extra cat work, but there is a con where as an independent adjuster, remember, you are technically independent, but you are on behalf of the insurance company. So it depends on how you feel about that. Because I know I speak to a lot of independent adjusters who aren't crazy about that. So what I want to say is that you still have to sort of answer, you are still, you're an advocate of the insurance company. That's the fact of the matter is. If you're okay with that, that's okay. I mean, that's fine. I, again, I think it's a great job and that's why I'm talking about public adjuster versus independent adjuster. But just understand that if that's something that bothers you, that you feel that you feel that the insurance company is underpaying where they shouldn't, like a big complaint that I get is independent adjusters putting their estimates together, sending it to the company adjuster and to the insurance company and the company adjuster insurance company outright denying the claim or cutting up their estimate and underpaying. I mean, it happens all the time. So. If that's something that you can't deal with, then that's gonna be something that's difficult. If that's something that doesn't matter to you, then all more power to you. So those are some of the pros, some of the cons. You Look at these pros and look at these cons. I want you to look at them carefully because I'm basically going to give you an alternative of being a public adjuster that some of the pros are actually cons as public adjusters and some of the cons in independent are some of the pros in public adjusting. So let's go right through it, clear it up. All right, there you go. So. Uh, public adjuster pros, public adjuster cons. Number one public adjuster pro is you have the freedom to make your own schedule. You are making your own schedule. The calendar that I have on this phone is by far the most important thing on my phone. It's the calendar and then I would say probably the emails. Calendar is like huge. Thankfully, I was a full-time tennis coach back in the day and I learned at an early age how to really manage my time and manage my, my, my calendar. And that's exactly what you have to do. Whether you're trying to grow your business and you're networking and meeting new people or you're scheduling in, uh, inspections or you're scheduling to sign new claims or you're scheduling appraisals or whatever it is, all that stuff has got to go into that calendar and you make your own schedule. So if in two weeks you decide that you have a vacation that you have to go on, just make sure you don't schedule anything on that week or two or three weeks that you're gone. It's very simple. You schedule stuff when you have time and you don't schedule stuff when you don't have time. You make your own schedule. It's my favorite part of being a public adjuster. Uh, however, the thing, great thing is you make your own schedule. The bad thing is that if you have nothing to schedule, you have nothing to do and you're not making any money. And what I really want to say is when you're not signing claims, you're not making money. And that can be very stressful. You're not, when you're not signing claims, you're not making money. And when you're not making money, you're not filling your schedule and you're not filling the schedule, you're not making money. It, it sucks, right? So, you know, that's the, 
It's great to have freedom of schedule when you have things to schedule, but if you don't have things to schedule, it can be kind of an annoyance. So like in the independent adjusting, you have consistent work, but it could be overwhelming. In the public adjusting, it's you have uh, the freedom to do whatever you want with your work and with your schedule, but sometimes it may not be coming in for a while, especially if you're just starting out. And if you're watching this video, you're trying to decide what you want to do. But so careful with that. Another pro is, uh, I guess kind of, it's the same thing, but it's the freedom to seriously go on a vacation as you please. It's something that I am all about. Um, but I guess when you're making your own schedule, you could basically do that. Um, let's get to this. Wipe that one out. Income, pros, is you have the potential to make a lot of money. A lot of money. Because we get paid based on a percentage. So the larger the claim is, the more money we make. I know in some states you only get 10%, in some states you get 20%, but let's just say $100,000 loss that's settled, that's $20,000 to you as a public adjuster right off the bat, like right when it's settled. And even if you're at 10%, that's $10,000. You know, that's a lot. If you sign a few of those a month, you're making a lot of money. So the potential for some serious income is there as a public adjuster. The con, the con is inconsistent income. Very inconsistent. You have got to learn how to manage your money because if you do not, you are gonna find times where you are broke. I have been there throughout my career, not throughout, but in the beginning of my career, I, even after I was a public adjuster for a year or two, I decided to go on a little spending spree and on a vacation where I wasn't signing claims and all of a sudden, a few months later, I'm like, whoa, I need to fire my assistant and I need to really think about, <laughs> reconsider what I'm doing here and how I'm managing my money. So a lot of income potential, but it could, it could be very inconsistent. You could have a great month and you could have a really bad month right after that. So be careful with that. And that's it, I guess the two pros, the two cons are here. Um, and that's pretty much it. So what I wanna to get to now, okay, is the kind of person that I believe is suitable for each one. And, and, and again, I think I am the kind of person that I'm better for as a public adjuster. And I'll tell you why, just because I've got a good strong work ethic, I've got a pretty decent personality where I get along with a lot of people. And I, when I first became a public adjuster, I did have the opportunity living at home where I didn't have to have all of the, I didn't have to have a lot of money. I was able to struggle for a while to really lay my, lay the groundwork for the public adjusting, which eventually flourished, right? And I also had a, had another job. I had another, oh, that's another pro, I guess, is you could have another job. I had another job teaching tennis. So I was making some consistent income there while I was really growing the public adjusting. As an independent adjuster, remember you're getting consistent income right off the bat. So if you have a family, right? And you have a home and a mortgage and uh, a wife that's looking at you like, or a husband, hey, what's up? You got to start making some money here. Then maybe the independent adjuster route is good maybe for now, because you already know that once you get your license and you apply to some companies and you get hired, which you will get hired, pub, uh, adjusters are always needed, especially independent adjusters. You're going to start making money right off the bat. How much you make as an independent adjuster, I honestly don't know. That is a question I do not like to ask anyone, so uh, you could probably Google it, but I'm thinking it's anywhere between fifty dollars to $100,000 a year, maybe even a little bit more than that. Again, I'm sorry if I'm totally wrong. Um, and you could start making that rather quickly. I believe, I wouldn't be surprised if right off the bat you're making 55, 60, 65, 70 a year, and probably you can move up from there depending on your schedule. I don't know how that works. 
as a public adjuster, if you have a family that you have to take care of and you've got a husband or wife looking at you looking for income, they need to understand that, look, this is going to take time. However, the potential is easy six figures a year. Easy. And up to, I mean, possibly up to seven, depending on what kind of claims you get for that year, or what kind of claims you're actually signing. There is no potential for that kind of money as an independent adjuster. There's no way. And if you want to argue me on that, leave a comment below. Maybe you're right, but I can't see that happening. So that's the benefit, right, of being a public adjuster. But it depends on the situation in your life. It depends on the kind of person you are, right? Again, the hardest thing about being a public adjuster is finding the work. The easiest thing about being an independent adjuster is you don't have to find the work. And again, I have these conversations with independent adjusters on a daily basis, and the thing that they like about their job is that the work is always there. It's like CrossFit. I used to like CrossFit, even though I didn't do it for long, because when I got to the gym, the whole workout was already laid out for me. Sort of like being an independent adjuster and a public adjuster. You wake up some mornings as a public adjuster and you've got nothing to do. Okay, that's a fact. That could be a good thing on some days, but that is a bad, a bad thing on some other days. As an independent adjuster, you know that when you wake up in the morning, you're going to have work, which in turn is going to equate to a paycheck. So if you don't have the kind of personality, if, if, well, if it's not in a good time of your life, but also if you don't have the kind of personality where you have to go network, you have to go door knocking if possible to start out, you have to go and meet and greet different people, happy hours with people you, don't, you might not want to meet, and just do all these things and, 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 and promote it on social media and advertise and do all these things. If you're not interested in doing that stuff and that's not what you're looking for, then public adjusting is not for you. Go the independent adjuster route. Do it. Fact of the matter is though, become an adjuster. <laughs> all that is just basically become an adjuster. I think it's a great job. No matter what side you're on. Like I said, I get along with almost every independent adjuster I meet. It's the company adjusters I don't get along with. So maybe I'm a little biased in my opinion, but I think most people would agree. So that's kind of it. Independent adjuster versus public adjuster. I decided, I, when I first started, I became an independent adjuster. Just That was a license that I got, but then I got hired by State Farm and I had to switch to a company adjuster. And after being there for about a year, year and a half, I decided hey, it ain't for me. And I left. Remember, I was a full-time tennis coach also. I made my own schedule and when I went to work in a cubicle under fluorescent lights, it wasn't for me. So that's pretty much it. I hope that helped. Especially for all you people who are really thinking about now, coronavirus, economy not so good, maybe you got furloughed, you got laid off, you have a small business that's not working out and you want to try a different route. I know I just saw somebody on Facebook, the guy's a pharmacist and he's thinking about going into to becoming a public adjuster. In my opinion, being a public adjuster is the greatest job in the world. But being an adjuster, I think, is one of the best jobs in the world because you will always have work. You don't have to worry about economy collapses or anything else. So that's that. That's the difference. Public adjuster versus independent adjuster. I've been wanting to make that video for a long time. I hope it came out okay. We're doing our one-on-one uh, -on -one consultation. It is absolutely amazing. It's kicking butt. We're very excited about it. I think everybody's very satisfied with it. We're gonna have all kinds of testimonials that are gonna come out and people giving their, their opinions on it, on how crappy it was or how great it was. Whatever it is, we'll see. And we've got some more things coming before the end of the year. We're probably gonna do like a group course or we might do the one-on-one -on -one consultation again. So stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, please follow us on social media. By us, this is not a, 
I knew this already before. I started this by myself, but this is not a one-man show, guys. I do not do this by myself. I have the help of virtual assistants that help me tremendously. So I always say we, I always say us, because they are very much involved as well. So shout out to Milan, to Tammy, and to you too, Ed. Um, so basically, yeah, follow us on social media. Please subscribe to the channel. Uh, I click that little bell so you get the updates for the free webinars because we're gonna do a free webinar every single month. We're doing uh, the podcast every month. We're doing the YouTube channel, this one every month, and we've even got a blog. So go to www.commercialclaimsadvocate.com. Check that out and just continue to like our stuff. Continue to like and share. And if you have any issues with it or if you have any problems, please, your opinions are greatly appreciated. Your praises are great. I love those. Keep those coming. But if, yeah, if there's something you don't agree with, man, please send it over and I'd be happy to fix that for you. That's that. Public adjuster versus independent adjuster. That is it. I'm Vince Perry, your commercial claims advocate. Have a wonderful weekend. See you guys later. Goodbye.